Good afternoon and welcome to Indy's Trusted Servant. If you're hearing an unfamiliar voice, I'm Russ Dodge and I am guest hosting for Danny O'Malia today. Uh, Danny will be back in a couple of weeks uh, out on personal issues today and we record two shows at a time so we're going to go through uh, both of those but uh, right now you want to learn more about Indy's Trusted Servant and Danny will give you more about that and what he does which is absolutely stellar customer service training and speaking and I'll take this opportunity to really say if you haven't heard Danny do that what he does best you need to check that out I have done that for companies that I've been involved with and I have found that to be extremely beneficial so but today we've got a really really cool show lined up this is uh, something that uh, we've been involved with at WITT uh, for a while and that is with second helpings uh, you know Danny has helped promote the corks and forks and uh, on Indiana Nocturne we have been involved with helping to promote the tonic ball and we're going to talk about all of that stuff today uh, because our special guest is the senior director of programs for second helpings and that's Nora Spitznagel so uh, we're happy to have you on board here today and we're just so glad you could uh, jump on in here and tell us all about this. So, oh, thank you, Russ. I'm excited to be here. Well, it's great. Well, first off, let's uh, hear a little bit about you. Danny always likes to kick it off with a little bit of the background here. You got from point A to point B. Uh, are you a native Hoosier? Did you go to school here? And, and sure. tell us all that. I um, grew up on a farm in Boone County. Okay. So I went to Purdue because I think that's where all Boone County farm girls go. Um, that sounds about right. But yes, which was a great experience for me. And my degree is in hotel and restaurant management. Which they have a good school for. They have a great school. Um, and I worked in the casual dining sector for 25 years before I started at Second Helpings. So. And, and where was that? At um, oh, where I worked before. So my last places, fun places like Some Guy's Pizza, Cath Coffee House. I worked for corporate restaurants for Hula Hands for several years also. Cool. Some guys, pizza and pasta that they're on yeah. Allisonville Road. Oh, yeah. It was oh, a... They've been a nice uh, underwriter at various points uh, for WITT, so we love those guys. Oh, my goodness, as you should. Wonderful food, too. It is. Yeah. It is. And wonderful owners. Keith and Nancy are great. Yes, yes. I, I don't know them as well as Jim Walsh, our station manager and owner, but uh, I've talked to her on a few occasions and just... During the pandemic and everybody was shut in, you know, we all made it a point to try and go get carry out from favorite oh, places. Good. So that was on uh, a short list for us. So uh, my wife and I, so oh, en good. enjoyed it quite a bit. And the portions were so plentiful. <laughs> I know. I mean, it was always enough for not just if we got two meals. Well, it was really turning out to be four meals. Sure. That's what you got <laughs> when you went there anyway, though. And the pizza's pretty amazing, too. So, it is. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, that's... Uh, pretty neat so anyway you did all that and then uh from there well i was actually on the tonic ball committee so it's a great tie-in um i feel like i have the perfect job it combines my education experience and passion nice. so second helpings so how long ago did you uh join second helpings i've been there 15 and a half years wow which i think qualifies as my longest relationship job wise or I understand that. You know, if you if you do something much beyond ten years anymore, that's uh, pretty amazing. Right. And to do it for the number of years you've done it, that's great. Oh my goodness! Well, when I started, I was one of nine employees, and now I'm one of thirty. So it's been great to see the organization grow and and everything that comes along with it. Well, good. Give us a little history because 
a lot of people know, maybe they are familiar with corks and forks or the tonic ball or they know what you do as far as feeding people, but they don't know the full scope of what goes on inside of Second Helpings. And obviously it's developed over the years, but take us back to those early days and tell us how some of this is all developed. Oh, thanks. It, one thing I love about Second Helpings is it's grown since the early days, but it hasn't really changed. Our core mission of food rescue, job training, and hunger relief has stayed the same. So we started in the old RCA Thompson factory building where we were the only tenants, and the volunteers tell these great stories of having to walk uphill in the snow, you know, <laughs> half a block to get to the restrooms, and then the water is frozen. But it was kind of like that. No garages, no, um, you know, just praying that the freezer was working in the morning when you got there. You've got a good location today, so, though. So, right, today we're on Southeastern Avenue, beautiful location. We've been there a little over 16 years. Yeah, just up the street here from uh, My Pet Carnivore Studios, where we are recording this right now. Yes, it was an easy, it's such a nice day, I kind of wished I could walk, but... Um, but I've, I've thought about that on occasion. I do yeah. a lot of walking, so yeah, that's oh, an good. easy one to do. Well, and this is a great area to walk in. Um, so we do... Our three core things still, we rescue surplus food from the community. I'll start out with that one because okay. it's the scariest sounding one. Um, there's no dumpster diving. There's no half-eaten pizzas, although there'd be no half-eaten pizza if you got it from some guys. Um, yeah. But food from wholesalers like Cisco, U.S. Foods, McFarling, grocery stores. Um, if meat doesn't sell on the manager special at Kroger, they put it in the freezer, we come and get it. So almost all the grocery stores in town donate to us. I think one of the first times I heard about you guys was around the Super Bowl when it was here in 2012. And uh, there was a pretty neat story about how you guys picked up all kinds of yes. surplus food. That was such a great experience for me. It might be um, the most heroic thing I feel like I've done <laughs> is great. the super the NFL is great. They have a green committee. They're committed to leaving the city in better shape than when they came. And part of it is recovering food, excess food from the events. So I joined the committee and I was standing in the back of the room, jumping up and down saying, but they're second helpings, but they're second helpings. So um, I was able to get the green person from the NFL into second helpings. He took a tour and said, we don't need a committee. You can do it all. So it was great for us. That is pretty special, and I remember it got a lot of coverage at that point in time, and it's just one of those things that stuck in the back yeah. of my mind, and then a few years later, we're doing the radio shows down here, and we hear about the Tonic Ball, which had been going on for almost since the beginning of the days right. of Second Helpings, but uh, all of a sudden, we had an opportunity to have a direct tie to it through the uh, Indiana Nocturne radio show. But we'll we'll get to that uh, a little bit later because that is a lot of what we're going to talk about today. But uh, in the meanwhile, you, you, you're doing the food rescue. Right. So we take that food and we turn it into nutritious meals that we send to the community at no cost. It's been really exciting um, how we've been able to pivot during the pandemic, even though I'm coming to dislike the word pivot. But we are now sending out twice as many meals as we have before. And we're doing home deliveries and packaging meals for people's homes. Well, you know, I picked up on that during the pandemic. There was a really cool story that I picked up on that. Uh, here's Cunningham Restaurant Groups, which is a great right. restaurant organization that has some pretty amazing restaurants. Talking, you don't necessarily recognize the name unless you're a regular customer of their restaurants, but they're, they're all over the state and probably even outside the state now. But as I heard the story, they donated 10,000 meals 
early on in the pandemic uh, directly to Second right. Helpings, which was twofold, helped you guys and it kept their people working. Exactly. I mean, Cunningham's been a great partner. They hire our graduates. They've participated in Corks and Forks. Um, they've just been wonderful. But one thing that we've done is we have these satellite kitchens. So Cunningham Restaurant Group is one. Psalms is one. Side Street Deli. The Alexander was for a while. So what they've done is they provide the food at just for the cost of the food, the labor, and the packaging. So that's really helped us expand. I know I slept better once those relationships started, knowing that if something happened, happened at Second Helpings, there were all these other great partners that could pick it up and prepare meals for us. When you say if something happened when the pandemic hit, was there some question mark as to whether you'd be able to continue? We did lots of planning, and we even split our staff in half. And But, you know, we didn't know what the food supply was going to look like. Oh, or yeah. We're very volunteer-driven. On pre-pandemic, the volunteers outnumbered the staff three to one each day. And most of our volunteers are in a group that should stay home during this. Um, so, yeah, just lots of unknowns. So knowing that the work was going to carry on. And we've, you know, we're increasing what we do at Second Helpings also in-house. So. Oh, that's pretty special. You know, it I, is. I, I like hearing uh, how all this has come together. And we're going to continue. We're going to talk about the training, and we're going to talk about some of the other programs after we take our first quick underwriter break. And we're happy to mention, I think for one final show, we're going to be talking about the great open house at Cathedral High School, and they're an underwriter. And basically, if you have a student in the 5th through 8th grade, uh, put it on the calendar right now for the virtual open house on this Thursday, November 12th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. You can enjoy the sights and sounds of Cathedral's 40-acre campus as you experience Cathedral virtuality. And there are question and answer panels as part of the event, arts performances, testimonials, giveaways. You know, It's an opportunity to experience some greatness at uh, one of the phenomenal high schools any, anywhere in the country. You know, I, I know I'm being biased there. All three of my kids went there. So Dan, Danny O'Malley would go on even longer than I because uh, he has an even deeper relationship. But you can register today at gocathedral.com slash open house. So yeah, that's part of uh, the underwriting here. We are very thankful to Cathedral for helping underwrite Indy's Trusted Servant Show. And then we also want to mention where we are, and we've mentioned it already. We're in the My Pet Carnivore Studios in beautiful Fountain Square. And My Pet Carnivore is a company that basically provides frozen dog and cat food, you know, for pet owners all over the country. You know, a heavy footprint in the Midwest, but they pretty well cover any place they can ship to. Uh, it's a healthy food for pets and it's not just dogs and cats but rabbits ferrets uh pets that i haven't even thought of or would never consider having but you know the majority of it is dogs and cats so we thank paul and suzanne for their generosity in providing this great studio for us here for witt and that allows us to do these programs like the Indies Trusted Servant Show again i'm russ dodge pinch hitting for danny o'malley today and we are talking about Second Helpings with the Senior Director of Programs, uh, Nora Spitznogel, and we're just happy to get a little bit of the background that we have already, and then we're going to continue onward uh, with the, some of the other things that happen, like the training and some of the other special events that happen. 
So with, with that in mind, I, I think maybe we'll jump to the training here and talk oh, a little sure. bit about what you do with that. Sure. So we have a culinary job training class that's free, geared towards unemployed and underemployed adults. It is awesome. Um, we have two wonderful chef instructors and then our executive chef that work closely with them. Of course, closely is six feet away right now. We um, or more or more. Yeah, we're we're in a studio right now. We're about uh, nine or ten feet apart. <laughs> yes, I didn't get out my tape measure, but I've become good at judging that. Yeah. Um, so because of the pandemic, we have provided our students now are provided with um, e-tablets and keyboards and Wi-Fi. Plus, we give them all the textbooks and everything they need. So they do their study, the homework part, and the lectures are done at home. So they're only in the building half a day, which allows us to run two classes. When they're in the building, then they're in the kitchen the whole time. Um, yesterday, they were learning breakfast cookery. So it's pretty fun when somebody comes to your desk, you know, at 10 in the morning with some breakfast. But they get really, they get lots of hands-on experience. They're serve safe certified. They learn about financial literacy, stress management, nutrition, plus all of the classic cooking skills and things like that. Yeah, just saying, hey, I know how to cook food is not enough. You can't just go into a restaurant, particularly if you have designs on being something more than a line cook in a short order restaurant. Uh, you, you have to know all those other things that go with it, and that's what this program does, correct? Yes, our goal is to make them great employees. All the time that I was in the restaurant business, I wish I would have had cooks that have gone through the program because it is all those skills beyond the cooking that really help you be successful. How many people have come through this program since its inception? So we have graduated 918 adults. Wow. So yeah, it's huge. We have um, our graduates are everywhere. It's also, we help them. It can be worth five credit hours at Ivy Tech if they decide to go on. So we have lots of graduates that will work for a little bit, then go to Ivy Tech. So if they go on to Ivy Tech, are they studying stuff in the culinary arts? They are. Ivy Tech has a great culinary arts program. That's what I thought. And yeah. that, that's uh, it's a good uh, launching pad for someone that can make a full career. And in many cases, these are people that didn't have a good handle on what it is they wanted to do or needed to do. Well, and even... Through this time, there are great jobs that are out there in healthcare and places like that that offer benefits and things. So we have an employment specialist that works closely with them and helps them match to a great job. You've got a lot of people there. So these days I recognize the staff might be a little reduced uh, because of the COVID environment, but uh, and you rely on a lot of volunteers, but right. what do you have as far as a, a full-time staff goes? So our full-time staff, I should count it again, it's actually gotten a little bigger um, because we are rescuing more food than ever and making more meals than ever. So we have close to 30 full-time staff members. Wow. I know, it's wild. I, I just can't tell you how impressive that is. And, and I want to just mention here, and you can uh, you know, guide me in the right direction here, but there's a decent website that you guys have and a good social media presence, and you want to learn a little bit more about the wide scope of what happens at Second Helpings. They should go to... Um, yes, so you can find us on Facebook at yeah. Second Helpings. It might be Second Helpings Indie, but our website is secondhelpings.org. And there's just a lot of stuff there. You can go in, everything from being a volunteer to learning about the programs, seeing right. some of the people that have come through the programs, the special events that are happening. Uh, you want to see who, who's there. Uh, there's uh, 
a contact page. That, yes. You're, you're on there. Yes. I know that. And I'll put my development hat on and say that you can donate through the website also. That is a very, very good thing because that is something that we're, we're going to get to when we start talking about the tonic ball because that is a different way that this event is happening this year and becomes more important uh, to get those donations because it's not the case of being able to go buy a ticket and go into your favorite place in Fountain Square and see a bunch of bands perform covers of whoever that featured artist is. It's, it's got a little bit of a different environment this time of year. Well, and I'll give you a little teaser. We're going to break some news here about donations. So awesome. when we come to that, oh, I, I'm, we'll, uh... I'm, I'm excited <laughs> about that. You know, you'll be hearing more about the event on WITT over the next couple of weeks as well. But uh, we'll get, well, again, okay. we'll, we'll come back to that. But, uh, you know, we'll have, we'll have some fun talking about the neat stuff oh. we're going to do on this end in support of the great, the great event you guys are doing. Well, which... and you mentioned volunteers, and I realized I didn't talk about that, yes. but we're very volunteer-driven. Um, we could not do it without our volunteer help. So we are still having volunteers in the building. Everybody's distanced. We literally have, you know, tape on the floor and telling people where to stand. But it's a great volunteer experience. You can see the fruits of your labor. Um, Absolutely. That you have helped prepare. When I walked out the door, I asked the chefs how many sandwiches we made today, and 1,300 sandwiches in a four-hour volunteer shift today. Oh, my goodness. So we will have something for you to do. You can learn more about volunteering at secondhelpings.org also. I'm thinking there are some people out there that would want to volunteer just because they're going to get some fairly tasty sandwiches yes. while they're there, right? <laughs> yes. We'll send you yeah. something something for you to eat on, on your way home. That's, that's pretty neat. Well, one of the other events that you know had to take uh, a different path this year because it couldn't exist in real time was the Corks and Forks event, which we have uh, covered on the Indies Trusted Servant Show before. Uh, I think that uh, Jennifer Vigran was a guest of Danny's a couple of yes. years ago talking about Corks and Forks. And we had it all set up to do again this year before the pandemic yes. uh, put a halt to that. But tell us a little bit about that event and hopefully what it'll come back to being come 2021. Yes, I hope that you can be there next year. Um, it is a, I've been. It's, it's, it's great. A, it's a great event. It's a wine and food event. We have over 20 top chefs in the city that donate sample size um, portions of their specialty. There are um, beer, wine. We've started having cocktails. There's a great silent auction. It's on the floor of Banker's Life Fieldhouse. So that's really fun to be where the players usually play yeah pacer sports and entertainment is a huge supporter of that event correct yes they are they give us not only are they a cash sponsor but tons of in kind with letting us use the facility and things for me it's a thrill to be standing you know i can pretend like i'm you know doing a a jump shot um, Uh, it's a good it's a good place to do auxiliary events people don't often think about that but here is a facility hey they're not playing basketball every night of the week and, there are, and there's not a concert there when they're not playing basketball every night of the week. So there are opportunities for great community events, of which I've been to several over the years, and so has Danny. And we definitely know that Corks and Forks is one of those great events that's uh, fun fun to be part of. So, uh, But anyway, this year it really boiled down to just donations or something? It is that- did. Um so we had a silent auction, which raised more than ever for that silent auction. And our sponsors were great. None of them asked for their money back or anything, even though they weren't getting tickets. People really stepped up. So 
Thank you, Indianapolis. And here's to 2021 being yes. a full-fledged event again, even if it is slightly socially distanced or right. whatever. With I kind be... of miss driving the compost away at 2 in the morning. You know? it was a... <laughs> oh, wow. Well, we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about the big event coming up here, Yay. which is the Tonic Ball and the 2020 version of that and how it benefits Second Helpings and how you can participate as we continue on Indy's Trusted Servant. I'm Russ Dodge, again, filling in for Danny O'Malia today and want to put in our second plug for our underwriter, Cathedral High School. Again, if you have a student in the fifth through eighth grade, put it on the calendar right now or you should be able to remember it. Cathedral High School's virtual open house this Thursday, November 12th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. You can enjoy the sights and sounds of the sprawling 40-acre campus as you experience Cathedral virtually. The event will include question and answer panels, arts performances, testimonials, and giveaways. Uh, it's an opportunity because greatness is calling. You can register today at gocathedral.com slash open house. And then also a special thank you again to our home for the Indies Trusted Servant, as well as the Indiana Nocturne and a few other shows on WITT. My Pet Carnivore in beautiful Fountain Square. Paul and Suzanne and staff have a great warehouse where they are always shipping out frozen pet food, primarily to cat and dog owners, but a variety of other pets all over the country with a heavy footprint in the Midwest. So uh, certainly you can find out more about them as well, and we're very, very thankful to be here. So we're going to continue with our final segment uh, with Nora Spitznagel, Senior Director of Programs at Second Helpings here in Indianapolis. And the big thing we want to talk about is the Tonic Ball. And it's just a, yes. it's been a fun event where it sells out in August when the tickets go on sale because you can go to any one of the five locations in Fountain Square and hear one of your favorite local bands doing covers of whoever the appropriate artist is in that location. And, and I've seen everything that ranges from Elton John to Johnny Cash to uh, the Beastie Boys. The Beastie Boys I could do without, but uh, <laughs> the other ones I, I, I really enjoyed. And, you know, I just, I knew a couple months back, well, this is going to be difficult to do. And yeah. I'm guessing you guys had some long, detailed meetings to figure out how can we do this this year. So tell us what the... 2020 version of this is going to be sure so it's going to be virtual which probably isn't a surprise um it's going to be on the mandolin platform which we're very excited about it's a newer concert platform it will be free this year um, so what is that platform so I, I don't think people know what that is i probably should know more about it before i said it but i know that they have been the people that are starting to do like the bigger name concerts instead of just a Facebook live or something like that. Okay. They have a platform for making it all happen. Okay. So it'll be easy. So you can easy learn to more about to. that. You yeah. can get, it'll be easy, it'll be easy to, easy get, to get, get to. Okay. So, um, so anyway, uh, dates, so times and all that stuff. So it's the original date. It's always the Friday before Thanksgiving. So November 20th and at 7 PM, it is free. We would like you to register and we'll send you, you know, more information and stuff if you register, but you'll also be able to find it on the Second Helpings page and Facebook pages and things like now, that. Is there a separate in. page? I believe there is a separate There's page a on Facebook Indy. for Tonic Indy is where you go to right. find out more Indy. about that. And we'll have more information about that on WITT. So anyway, uh, so that's what's happening. And 
the format obviously as a virtual event has changed. So tell right, us. Right, but there'll be live performances. Mm-hmm. So we'll actually be performing at the Fountain Square Theater, which is one of our our venues. It's the big venue. It's the big venue, and it's got a huge stage, so that allows us to be safe, move people on and off, sanitize in between, and do things like that. Um, and then there'll be you know a few little spots about second helpings and things That's like that. Cool. Some, yeah, some as I understand it, some of the show MCs will be people that have uh, helped out in the past. Yes. Some of my uh, radio friends are, are among those, if oh, I'm not good. mistaken. So yeah. uh, assuming most of them are doing it again. Yes. And we'll have the Leisure Kings that'll play between things. And I don't know if you've heard the Leisure, Leisure Kings, but they're yes. a fun yeah. tongue-in-cheek they, they got a, They got a good act to go with what they do. Yes. <laughs> which is really cool. So, right. uh, well, anyway, the format isn't we're going to cover five different artists this year. It is a different format. Right. So we decided since it was an odd year, we do one-hit wonders. Which I love. And we've done some one-hit wonder shows on WITT. Uh, Danny O'Malley and I have done them. And when we heard this, we said, okay, Indiana Nocturne is going to have one of those. Yay. So that's going to be happening uh, the week of the event. Oh, and good. We're going to record that here in a few more days. So oh, thank it, you. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll, thank we'll, you. We'll work in. I... Haven't seen a playlist yet, and I you haven't. You know what? Heard I it. haven't either. So, it. Um, but it really allows us to cross genres. And oh, easily. Decades and. Yeah, and there's no, there's no doubt. That's kind of like when you had uh, five artists that you were covering. You had a scenario there where there was a little bit of something for everybody. Right. I mean, right. over the over the years, it was pure classic rock out of the '60s all the way up to uh, hip hop and R and B and. You know, some of the uh, heavier metal bands uh, and yeah. just about anything in between you know Johnny Cash was a good example because I, I loved how people covered Johnny Cash it was just a, a, a really cool potpourri what? of uh, different types of uh, performances and that's one of the really fun things is that you can put your own twist on it we don't want an exact rep- replica we want to hear how it, how you interpret it so. somebody the year that you did Elton John there was somebody that was, that did that and did costume changes. Oh, fun. <laughs> so there were the different Elton Johns that were out there, which I thought was very impressive. And they were spot on, too. Nice. So, you know, that I might think have you're been Matt see, Mays, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly That was a very was. popular room. It was oh, hard to get into. Oh, I do remember. <laughs> I do remember that. I could sneak in the back you know, flash my badge and sneak in the back door in here, but I didn't really get to see that. So Yeah, well, that's, that was, was one a, of the things. A virtual event. You get to see everything. I know. In the beginning, I was actually at the first Tonic Ball. And, of course, was, got... How many years ago was that? This is Tonic 19. 19, okay. Yeah, 19. Um, and then even when we had two venues, it was time so that you could actually get from venue to venue if you wanted to. But now it's... I've tried. You have to pick and hard. choose. You have yeah, to pick and yeah, choose. Yeah. I always made it a point to try and get to see a little bit of everything. So, you know, like I said, I could do without the Beastie Boys, but I went in and saw... You know, like one or two songs. Well, and, and I was surprised I how many else. Beastie Boys songs I knew. Like, I didn't think I knew any, but, you know, they have a deep catalog, so. Uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> they, that, that, that they do. And, and a lot of it for they better have or worse. M- MTV to thank for it, uh, <laughs> at least for the songs that you could play on the air. Now, there are sure. a few of those that have the warning label on the CD, but that's <laughs> that's a whole other story. But uh, So we're going to get a good variety of one-hit wonders, and if I understand it, it's going to run the gamut from maybe 60s all the way up to reasonably I, current. I uh, think so. I think the goal was to have a good mix. And then there's a nice mix of bands that are playing. Um, 
I don't think we've announced all that yet, but veteran bands that have played lots of tonics to newer bands. We really try to make sure that we have a diversity in, in bands. So, so people excited. want to participate with this. We only got uh, a short time left here, oh, another, sure. another minute and a half or so. But uh, how do they get involved so and what, what do they do? go to tonicindy.org and register. So you don't have to register, but it'll make it a lot easier. And if you register and donate, then you're first in line for tickets last year. Because as you mentioned, Rose, next, it sells out for next year. year. Yeah. Right. For next year. And then during the event, we'll be asking for donations. And we have two sponsors that will be matching donations oh, one america so that's a surprise and yeah that's the big you're hearing it first here one america and corteva and there might be a third one so that means that if you donate fifty dollars it's a hundred dollars to second helpings on up that's kind of the fun math to do very very so, nice yes this is just going to be a lot of fun it Again, will be it's going to be different but uh i would suggest uh, put it up on not on your iPhone, but put it up on your computer where you can enjoy it. Right. And if you're one of those technologically advanced people, you, you have, have the connection TV, to put it on can... a smart TV. Right. I have a dumb TV. It's a 60 inch, <laughs> but it's not a smart TV, so I I can't do that uh, except for Netflix and YouTube. I think. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, this is a, a new platform that it's on, so right. I know it won't be there. But I know I have a pretty good sized computer screen, and that'll be a lot of fun to watch and it's got good speakers with and, it too you know my dream is always to go to tonic in my pajamas so you, you can do that this year if you want to <laughs> or what, whatever your fancy is so yes. uh, but anyway this is going to wrap up what we're doing here with second helpings uh special guest nora spitznagel senior director of programs at second helpings and we want to thank you so much for oh, being here you, and Russ. we're just happy to see what's happening so again been filling in for Danny O'Malley. I'm Russ Dodge, and we thank you very much for joining us on WITT.